In a world filled with degenerates and homosexual raptors, two Latino men rise with their average size hearts. Yeah, hearts. Uh, welcome! And massive <laughs> cocks. You forgot to say that. <laughs> Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Testicles, one, two, testicles. We're back! We're back! <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that when you scream, your mic cuts out. So, <laughs> but we're back. Guys, we're fucking back. Season four is in the works. We're premiering worldwide. That is right. We're worldwide prestige. And today, we're bringing you the first episode of season four with dramatization and a lot of fucking energy. On top of that, we're bringing you another ah, listener of the week. Asuka, that's right, some Celia Cruz type shit all the way from the Caribbean to the Japanese islands and back to us. Hiroshima Nagasaki. Yeah. <laughs> right, I think that might be offensive for some people in Japan. But anyway. Isn't that a name? <laughs> that is, those are the two cities that the U.S. bombed. Um, it dropped uh, Fat Boy, I think it was Fat Kid or Kid or, or Fat Man and or Little too Boy. Fat. <laughs> too short. <laughs> All right, big tank. Let them know how you've been feeling, dude. What's up? Big dog. I've been mean, yeah, big dog. Hey, these it was a little different. You get me? I did have okay relaxation, mm-hmm. but I did miss it, big dog. I did miss it. I did miss it 110%. Dude, I had paranoid radio podcast withdrawals, dog. Like withdrawals. Like I was like dreaming. That was fiending to record, bro. Real shit. It's like a very therapeutic session for me, dog. Believe it or not, I let out my energy, my past, my my I, my time passing here is my hobby, and also like I get to express how I really feel about it. It's like you, <laughs> your mama. I feel so. Hey, fine, dog. You squabble up, big dog. All right, dog. You know what? Let's just keep fucking it. Hey, uh, is a uh, freaking randomizing machine uh up to date? Um. So the random randomizing machine actually got repoed. Oh, uh, we fell what? behind on our Afrin payments. What? Um, we were in <laughs> default. Um, so, but we got the Tommy, next big thing. Well, oh, okay. You have an alternative. Okay, what is it? Well, yeah. Hey, we didn't talk about this, dog. You better. Oh man, what is it? This is a little underhanded shit. Yes, I get it. You know what? I didn't even like that bitch. I'm gonna be honest. She gave me a lot of trouble. She, she was in French. French. Exactly. <laughs> exactly my point. Okay, I didn't understand okay. anything about wee wee. A suck in a blur. Exactly, exactly. All right, so we got we got a version, I think 6.0 now. 6.0 by now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was actually German, right? I, I like German. A <laughs> covet me if you want to live. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like Dracula. <laughs> All right, guys, let's jump on this shit. Uh, Big Tank, connect the randomizing machine 6.0, and give me the listener of the week. Randomizing machine, do your thing. Paranoid Radio. Listen to that, baby purr. Big Tank, who do we have? 
Juan Tera 2020, it's your lucky day. <laughs> that is right. Mad shout outs to Juan Tera 2020. Now, in the past couple of weeks, we've been having a lot of interaction with our listeners. However, we always give you guys the listener of the week and who we dedicate this episode to. So this episode goes out to you, ladies and gentlemen. You also voted for the opening uh, um, seasoner, the op season opener, but the season opener episode to be specifically a serial killer episode. So that is right. But before we do all of that, it's a bird. It's a pain. Room, room. It's Paranoid Radio. Big Tank, what is happening? Okay. All right. <laughs> what is happening, my people? You guys know the deal. This is what is happening. The best segment of the best show on the motherfucking planet. And if you don't believe me, step up and say to my face. But that is right. Woo! <laughs> oh man, uh, you could take that to the bank of knowledge. Best believe. Best believe. Best believe. I, my people. So let's dive right into it. So, quick question: How would you guys feel? If we were to be faced with a similar lighting as New York. And what I mean by that is, how do you guys feel about Subway, about a massive train system that'll take you all throughout SoCal? We have an okay train system. Eh? Uh? <laughs> we used to say the same thing about our fucking freeway system. Now it's, the I think, number 15th on the, on the earth, like the wackest. Yeah. With the highest so, fucking traffic. How would you guys feel about that, being honest? Another form of transportation, uh, but more obviously more expanded. I know, I know, it's mostly, basically, uh, what's considered LA, where mm -hmm. we see it. And even then, it doesn't even do it justice because it's pretty small. It's pretty wack, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, trains, especially on the west side, isn't so much heard of. Mm -hmm. uh, how would you guys feel about that? Because there's a proposition coming up, especially because Olympics, I believe, they're coming in 2028. Ouch! So they're actually they're actually trying to see if we could get that ball rolling, if need be. That'll be a very good way of thinking. However, I think the cities and the county itself, at least the county of Los Angeles, it has to have um, a lot of permits. Don't want more traffic and to build you need to create traffic to build right yes, to, yes. to you have to shut up you have to shut off roads you have to turn off avenues you have to build a, a, a fucking not skyscrapers what are they called overheads and etc etc you know stations underground stations so yeah it might be it might be a very costly and also time lengthly uh endeavor you know yeah. what i think i think you're right i think you're right i think there's always a uh, positive to it uh -huh. I would want to see maybe a little more. Doesn't mean I'm gonna take it, mm -hmm. but I think it can definitely help out. I think there's ups and downs to it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel you. I feel you. So on to the next one. On to the next one. Hello, right, people. I'm actually gonna let you guys in on a personal subject, uh -huh. and that's the reason I researched it. Ooh. So, um. He's about I... to get touchy, people. He's about to get touchy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what is my hand doing there, Trev? Hey, hey, what is your hand doing here, dude? Damn. <laughs> Personal <Yeah>. space. Stroke, <laughs> don't squeeze. <laughs> hey. <laughs> all right, all right. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. If you're going to go touchy, touchy, it's not the motion in the arm, bro. It's all in the wrist. It's all in the wrist if you catch my drift. Look at mm -hmm. the flick of the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, keep going, doggy. Uh, so, uh, this story is actually brought on because I did my own. 
uh, my own research because something happened to me uh, over the weekend. I actually lost um, a very, very close, close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, which just happened to be my pet. Um, yeah. Had it for about 12 plus years. I want to say close to 14, but I'm going to say 12 for sure. And you know what? It hurt me. It hurt me. Uh, I actually cried like a baby, believe it or not. It was one of those things that just affected me. I don't know why. I mean, I'm a pretty calm and collective dude. I try not to show my, I guess, my real emotions. But this one just hurt me. So I actually ended up diving deep into it. And did you know that dogs are at the verge of not being considered man best friend? What do you mean, dude? What the fuck do you mean? So uh, everybody is considered the dogs as uh, humans best friend. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. heard that term? Yeah, Matt's best friend. Yeah. Okay. So there's actually a slight change where it's more they did they asked a lot of people. And as of this point, it is officially forty three percent cat and fifty seven percent dog. Get the fuck it, out of here. Yes, yes, yes. Can I can I give you a quick fact? If an elder person has a dog, okay? An elder person has a dog. Let's just give an example, hypothetical example. You have an elder person on the third age, let's say 65, right? Let's say let's say 70. This is pushy. And this person dies at home and nobody comes and check up on him and the dog is with him. The dog will starve next to his owner until the dog dies himself. But I agree if you, with you if you have a cat and you open up the door to the house where the guy has three, four people, four days dead, the firemen come in and open up, they'll find that the cat, instead of starving, starts eating the fucking flesh of his owner. I if agree you, with you. Suck a taco. Suck a taco. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And the reason behind all this is because cats are more independent, per se. I say because cats meow and dogs poof. All day, all day, all day, all day. I am am best friends with a pussy, but they are not my best friend. Whoa. I am best friend 100% is a dog. Hey, dog. All right, jump, little kitty. Jump, little kitty. (laughs) Okay, guys, let's knock it out. (laughs) This was what is happening. I hope you guys enjoyed these two stories. Let me know what you guys are feeling. Did I hit home? Did I not? Tell me about the Olympics. Are you expecting that? Do you want the new subway system? Am I wrong? Is a pussy your best friend? Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) That is right. Big Tank. We have an amazing episode for all of you guys. So please allow me to jump from the deep end of the pool and set the fucking mood. Damn, it sounds so good to be back and say that, dog. Be honest with you, dog. Hear this out. Today, we're bringing you an outlaw, psycho gambler, cutthroat gunslinger that crippled every town and saloon he stepped in with fear. Challenging authority with his vandal and marplot character, this fellow was nothing short of an anthropophagist with a twist wanton lifestyle. Today, we bring you Levi Bonehelm. Damn, right. big dog. Okay, okay. So when Treble first shot me this story, I'm like, who the fuck is this fool? Like, yeah. real talk, real talk. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, Kentucky Cannibal. Nothing really wild in Kentucky. Mm-hmm, it wasn't mm-hmm. until you actually started, started to dive deep into it that you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Okay, so set it up easy. When you think yeah. of Wild Wild West, you think of Billy the Kid, Jesse James, the Doc Rivers. Ooh. And, <laughs> and those are your most go-to. Will Smith. 
So those are your most famous outlaws from the Wild Wild West. And we th- when you think of Wild Wild West, you think of Kansas City, Tombstone. You think of Hollywood, Arizona, Mexico. Wow, how do you call it? Uh, fucking Texas. The, the missions, the Santa Fe Trail. Exactly. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. what you're thinking of. You don't think about but fuck Egypt, Kentucky. That's you right. Don't think about you don't think about Iowa. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe a little Idaho. You know I mean? maybe, Idaho. maybe Utah, because you're the hoe. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so one thing I want to elaborate on this is Billy the Kid says he took out about 21 lives. Mm-hmm. It's been more chronologically proven closer to nine. Mm-hmm. Jesse James uh, accredited to nine. It's mm-hmm. only really about two. The Doc Rivers is accredited to 15, but chronologically, it's only about two. Absolutely. So this man, this man that we're bringing in claims 18, but chronologically, yeah. it goes into the hundreds. Yes. In fact, he has a fucking slogan. He used to say, I am part devil of those devils that I have eaten. And I quote, born in 1828, he was one of 12 children. And guess what? His first fucking victim that he did not eat was his own cousin. That is yes. right. Because yes. he didn't want to travel west. Yeah, that exactly. That was a whole fight. And this was a fucking and that's it. He started moving from all the way from from Kentucky and um making his way into the West. This is a story of an outlaw, dude. So he he became a local uh locomotive thief, which means like a train thief, like people like he would jump on trains and jack people's monies and kidnap women. Uh, and then he became a horse thief and a gang leader after escaping the asylum for killing his cousin. So once he escaped the asylum, it's funny how he escaped the asylum too because he was always known to be a a, um, a fighter, a brawler. You know, one of those dudes that goes to the saloons and starts dueling you, like not dueling like Yu-Gi-Oh, like like with the card, like dueling you with like pulling out your fucking pistol, like. You know that song? Yeah. All right. Anyway, that was the fucked up impression of that song. <laughs> we might get sued of how bad it was. <laughs> well, he started traveling west, and once he hit a little bit of the north northern side of Oregon, the winter set in. He met six other gentlemen that had pre- that were all murder murderers, and started um, and they were known to also eat their victims this is where he got a taste for human meat it is said that one of his friends uh, so the winter started kicking in and each one of them was getting picked out by the winter so they were dying you have to understand that these people didn't have didn't have coats didn't have food they would travel and they would fucking loot whatever they saw they would um basically steal anybody anybody's loot uh, uh, like food and stuff that they would catch on the way as they were traveling the way on, on the way to California because they wanted to hit the, the gold rush. So basically, what happened was they got caught by the winter. They all of them were fucking dying, and the last dude that was with him ended up shooting himself in the fucking dome in the head, and he ate the back part and the legs. Like I'm talking about, like the back, like his ass, his buttocks, and the legs. In fact, hey, he wrapped that for me, big dog. He wanted a ham, big dog. Oh, he wanted that grease, dog. That Gucci, oh, Gucci. Best, yeah, yeah. Best believe that. Yeah, for Pre-marinated. sure. Pre-marinated. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he probably, dude, I don't want to use my imagination, but if I have to, he probably, like, squeezed it out for some fucking oil, like, to get some grease. Because you have to understand, the winter also breaks up your fucking lips. And if you don't have any water, if you have at least oil, you can use it as chap- like a chapstick. I'm just saying. All right, I'm, not, I'm not a murderer, but I'm just saying. Well, the point is, 
as he would as he would travel yeah as he would travel to fucking Oregon he would trade and he parted with travelers he ate horses donkeys murdered looted and murdered and looted small wagon parties he has so, a famous quote yes gonna go, go say 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 his say, famous say. quote was he fresh villainies as in fresh yes. meat <laughs> so this is really where his where his how would I say this is a pinnacle of his things because once he set up over here, Oregon, Washington, and California, mm -hmm. he was hitting all these mining countries. Yeah. And literally, well, not mining countries, all these mining sites. And mm -hmm. this is where the numbers just started skyrocketing of people missing, yeah. not being found, remains and everything. So this is why they accredit him to more kills. But this is my funny part. Mm -hmm. Why have so many bodies under your head and hardly not be known. He was a survivalist, fool. He even said that he would carry human meat in his backpack and he used to call it human turkey meat. Real shit. In fact, check this out. As he was traveling all the way to West, because he wouldn't... He, I have to understand, you can't fucking just walk to the West and get there in two days. It would take you months to get there. So during this transition of, transition of time, some villagers used to hire him for unwanted and to protect certain upcoming Mormon religion subscribers. So I'm talking about people that used to, like the beginning trends of Mormonism, He would, they would hire him to protect the Mormon communities. You have to understand, Mormon communities are very, very secluded, right? And then in order to have the type of politicians in the Mormon community, they would also hire him to go kill people. Once they found out how much knowledge he knew about the Mormons, he didn't, they didn't want to disclose, they didn't want him to disclose anything, they asked the sheriffs, they fucking called the federals and had the federals come and pick him up from the village. This is where he got caught the last time and they took him to jail. Check this out. The, after, after they fucking caught him, like the feds caught him, they asked him, yo, where is your He had a fucking gang. They were called the, the, um, the innocents. Hashtag look it up. He had a massive fucking gang. I heard something about Los Pitoleros. Just, I mean, Lo, I don't Los, know. Pi Los Pitoleros? Los Pitoleros. <laughs> I heard something like that, big dog. I heard it's an up and coming. Hard, heavy duty. I mean, fuck yourself like that, big dog. Oh, Call of Duty. Oh, damn, dude. I bet. But um, in all reality, this dude had a real a gang <laughs> that he they they didn't only fucking stole horses and looted things, but they also stopped trains with like money and coal and and gold. So once the federalists caught up to him, they asked him, check this out. So they caught him so weak because he was running away from the gut from the, from the law for a very long time. He would survive off anything. He would eat anything. And then he, they asked him, yo, where are the rest of your partners? And I quote, you think I would starve to death? I ate them, of course. And I quote. Yes. So he, this guy was saying, look, the reason he's one of the top five cannibals in the world, uh, at least in the U.S., is not because of his gruesome acts. It's because he got away with getting doing it for so long to so many people. And okay, there's very little proof known? of it. Why isn't he known? For example, like the like the examples I gave earlier, when we think of Wild Wild West, Billy the Kid is the number one prize that's gonna pop up into your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know murderers what? or gunslinger, right? Exactly. Okay. Outlaw. I, I get it. You know what? People maybe it was Belfuck Egypt, Kentucky. Maybe that's why I didn't really bring a bell to him. How yes. do we do a story off of him? Because this is where all the lore comes in of a writer. Yeah. There was hundreds of writers back in the day. Because mm -hmm. guess what? There was no TV. There was nothing else. So they had to spread knowledge one way or another. Or and see, get it. <laughs> <laughs> but real talk. I mean, I'm being, I'm being serious. Why is it that not a lot of people have heard about him? It's, What's it, holding him back? I don't know, dude. I think it's because of the age. The age of documentation. There were very small documented uh facts of him. 
word of mouth and based off what Google could provide for us. Because even at that, when I YouTubed him, the YouTube videos were repeating the same thing over and over. So I had to dig in and go on to like other sources, dig in into Google, like four different pages, five different pages to find out other shit. For example, there was one where I found out that the, that he he secluded himself in Native American tribes so the Native Americans will protect him against the feds. So once he got in there, the, the Native Americans at this point, the Native Americans didn't have buffalo. They didn't have any chickens. They didn't have anything. They were survivalists also. So they taught him how to fucking freeze meat. To be honest, how to freeze Human meat. I'm not saying the Native Americans were cannibals, but because of what the U.S. government was doing to the U.S., I mean to the to the natives, which you guys could go back and listen to the Native American tribe, how the U.S. for the for um Turkey Day, um how they were fucking kill all the natives. The natives ended up being also cannibals to a point where they would also freeze meat for their winters. And this is how they found some of the fucking federal feds. They found um they found meats with salt and covered in and leathered buried in designated areas of the forest for cool storage and this is what the native americans have taught him on how to how to preserve meat so basically the underground works as a fucking fridge and the salt works as a fucking pesticide so that so that worms don't eat the meat and then you wrap it up with leather so it stays clean and then the, it, it stays basically frozen under the ground for a longer periods of time for a whole entire season and then he'll come back a season later i'm talking about three four months later fucking dig it up and eat human meat again Trip the fuck out. The natives saw him. So I was teaching them. I was reading how the natives will also protect them from the feds and then, and then disguise them as a native to fucking travel all the way to West. Crazy shit, dog. Crazy shit. I, I don't know, but if I'm going to be honest with you, I think it's his because he was just an ugly motherfucker that nobody paid attention to. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm, he I did have I a daughter. God's gift to earth. He did I have a daughter. He got married but... once to a 17 year old girl and then he had a daughter with her and then he, um, he would beat her and then he left her. Yes, mm -hmm. but it just comes down to the point is I can't believe somebody that actually racked up all these killings is not known because we had to do a lot of deep diving into it mm -hmm. just to try to get info. And I'm going to honestly say he had no appeal to the public. I know. I don't know what it is, but that's what make that's kind of what makes him so because a lot of people don't know about him. And that's what we bring up to this fucking show. We bring things that you guys don't know about. So you guys hashtag look it up and make your own fucking verdict. Now, Big time, give them a little bit of what you think about this episode and let them out. I'm going to be honest with you. This episode threw me for a complete loop just because the simple fact of how little knowledge we were actually able to find on him. I, I'm really hoping, I mean, in some producer out there hears this or actually dives deep into it because i would want to see the story of this, this is there's books really out there's there's a couple maybe one, yeah, like one or two books. books yeah yeah there's a couple books but mm -hmm. nothing in the vast majority of what you think about when you think about wild wild west he and doesn't mostly, even cross the subject and it's mostly all just like storytelling it's not even really like the gorsum i wanted to see how he would fillet the ass and fucking cut around the butt yeah and i mean that i know he hanged them up and he just carved them up like a pig. You get you me? Think, yeah, or, or, or fucking deep fried them. There's a lot of deep Kentucky fried chicken. Fried. The word fried means, you know, deep fried. So if he comes from Kentucky, he's a Kentucky cannibal. I would assume he's deep frying asses out there. <laughs> hey, you know, pork butt. I don't know. But real, big, real talk, real talk. I really loved it. Learning all the stuff about him. I definitely do think that maybe we'll start doing less known serial killers and see what pops up. I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good fucking topic. Levi, 
Boone Helm, B-O-O-N-E, Helm, H-E-L-E, L-M, sorry. Um, hashtag look it up, guys. And I'm going to bring in a third segment. I haven't spoke to Big Tank about this, but I want to bring you guys fruit for knowledge. Guys, this is a quick little wisdom quote before we end this fucking show. Remember that energy is the only currency, guys. The world is a reflection of you. And you guys could only control your actions. You cannot control what other people behave like. Okay? So instead of reacting emotionally, take a moment to, be, to breathe and be thankful for what you have and then act upon being thankful. Believe it or not, what you put out with your mouth, mouth will reflect back to you. It's called karma. It's called energy. Hashtag look it up. Thank you so much for fucking joining us again. I am Troubles Garcia and Big Tank bringing you Paranoid Radio Podcast. Make sure you check us out at ParanoidRadio.com. It has a new face. The website is fucking gang banging on all these other websites. We are the best podcast in the fucking planet. Don't you ever forget it. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Big Tank, let them know where they can find you. My people catch me at EKNAT626. Once again, EKNAT626. It's a pleasure. And like always, Lord Dark Cannons here. If you guys want to slide in the DMs, talk to me. Let me know what you guys are feeling or not feeling. Or if you guys want to shit talk, I do got that PhD and that STD. Yeah, don't forget the STD means a shit talking degree. <laughs> Woo. See you next time. See you next time. Paranoid Radio.